perfect sponsor Who's that? for us. Woo! The beautiful people on Manscape and Thirst World Problems have joined together. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming? Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Love it. Love it. Love it, too. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. We have a lot of followers, and, you know, hygiene is very important to you guys. Very important. For over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free shipping. Worldwide so, shipping. Worldwide shipping. Thank you for correcting me. You actually don't see that too often. You don't. So you could be in Japan, you could be in New Zealand, U.S. Virgin Islands. Where else can you go? Africa. Africa. Australia. We got a lot of listeners in Australia. Tons. You could be in the U.K. as well, right? So that is 20% off and free shipping worldwide using the code THIRSTWILLPROBLEMS. BF, my math is correct. That's about 8 million balls. It's a lot of balls, man. I don't like to think of it that way. I won't lie. But let's just say there's a lot of hair. Hair everywhere. And I don't care. Welcome to the Thirst World Problems Podcast, where we talk about drinks, current events, music, and more. Now, here's your host, Nick Dugall, and his panel of experts, B, Bell, and the infamous Doc. And this is made only with Canadian botanicals. So everything in this bottle is Canadian. The botanicals, the juniper, the maple syrup. As our other gin, which is our entry level, which is laneway number 11, is a more citrus gin. And of course, we don't sell lot, we don't grow or sell Canadian citrus. It's imported. So we really tried to make sure we have something for everyone's palate. Um, and, 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 and what does the point. 33 taste like? What, what is that? So the 33, um, it's got. I a, keep on going back to this. I don't know why I keep on going that's back. That's a four time. Can you just luring? bring the gold bottle back? I just love it so much. Can yeah. you? I just like yeah. looking at yeah. it. Just, it just lures Jessica and I are talking. Out. Yeah, yeah. I'll just go back to the 33 bottle. There you go, man. Yeah. <laughs> Take yeah. a look. Yeah. Sorry. Fortunately, Bell has not given us, uh, you know, the samples. I thank you for giving us those samples. But yeah, no, in, we got we got to do it later on. But enjoy those. This one here is. <laughs> It's full on. It's a really, I, I guess I came to sipping gins probably about 10 years ago where I realized you could have an incredibly smooth gin, um, and just sip it. So I wasn't mixing it with anything apart from I have it over ice. I mean, it's great to mix too. Um, but we have things from, pink peppercorns uh, to um, jasmine pearls to ginseng to lemongrass to all the citruses balanced with our five key Canadian botanicals, our junipers. Like it's the list, it's over 33 botanicals. We stopped counting um, because 33 was just such a great number on the label too. So we kind of, once we found a number that kind of worked for us it stays keep it, yeah. but I, I this one actually has 30 I think it's 38 botanicals in it now well and it, it, it and you can hit it, it when you sip it you feel it on the front of your tongue and then it travels all the way back um, and you taste the different notes as it's traveling and then as you have if you 
bring the temperature of the gin down with ice and add a little bit of water, you'll also pick up the finer notes as well. And 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 has that bottle? How many awards has that bottle won? So we're um, just the bottle design at the moment. Um, we have won every time we put it in. So I think we're on two. It was kind of cool. We we actually won an award um, with Crystal Head, which was kind of nice because I think Crystal Head is one of those outstanding bottle brands that kind of speaks volumes um, on a design is that, aspect. Is that Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, is that, Canadians is that together. Okay. We were like, boom, Canada. Look at that. Love it, love it. <laughs> um, There's no Ghostbuster himself. Yeah, and he still owns it. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, really um, – yeah, great team. Uh, we've actually done a tasting with the Hong Kong consulate with Crystal Head, um, promoting Cana- Canadian brands overseas as well, virtually. Um, because I, I, yeah, we're really into that. We, I want to promote Canada wherever I can. Um, so yeah, we've, we have, yeah, won two awards. Um, one from the UK, uh, one from the US for design and labels. Um, I, we're at over 20 different awards and they're all silver, gold, or double gold. Which, which, which bottle is the one that's won like multiple, multiple awards? The vodka, which is is the The vodka wins double gold. And it, it's, yeah, we can't put all the stickers down the sides because we can't afford to print them. (laughs) What? It's a separate printing run and sizing. And I was like, all right, it's just the double golds we're putting on that one. So, yeah. Jessica, what is like, what's the preferred, you know how if I'm, if someone's drinking whiskey, for example, right, all the people, yeah. you know, if you're into whiskey tasting and stuff, you want the proper glass with the spout and you got to, you know, bring the notes out and smell it and all. With gin, yeah. like, it, do do gin connoisseur drinkers, are they drinking it just neat? Is it normally supposed to be over ice? Is it, does it depend? Like what's the best way? It's very, it's for me, it's a glass very similar to this tumbler for when I'm doing my sipping gin and a large piece of ice. Okay. So not multiple ice cubes, but a large piece of ice, um, two maybe. And then, I'll just, yeah, it's just a sipping gin. So if we were doing it now, see, I, I got everything ready, boys. Oh, I was like, man. right, here we go. I'm going to kill Bell. This guy's probably, so a big running joke <laughs> so with Bell is I would, he's, all he does is just eat sugar. So I, he probably <laughs> ate too much and forgot to give us the, so I don't know. I'm going to kill this right. guy. So I have to open a new yeah. bottle because my gold is empty. <laughs> That often At least you happens. can open the bottle. We we don't even have one right here because of because of Bell. Just so uh, it's just yeah here. I've got a that's totally clear. And then I would suggest that you try it um, straight and then add ice. I I know because I'm I've drunk drink my product. Um, and yeah, then. I'm so sorry you're not enjoying it with me, but you can watch <laughs> yeah. me do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll watch you drink it. Yeah. The pain right now, the pain. So you've never, got... never felt so tortured in my life. You know? <laughs> so you've got like, you know, the the nose coming off it. You've got the notes coming off it. And then you've got the heat. 
And I, when we were developing our gins and vodkas, we really wanted heat rather than burn. That was my next question. How important is heat when it comes to uh, crafting what you guys are looking for compared to compared to the burn? I don't like burn. None of our products. Uh, we, we work really hard to eliminate the burn. I don't right. feel like it's necessary. Um, I don't like something to take off my lipstick. <laughs> Enough, and so enough, yeah. so we were we were always talking it, very much between ourselves on on what we wanted and what we liked um and you know it gin felt like the right space for us um to develop that idea um and yeah i sometimes feel like the burn can overhit the heat and then it's just too much there's no balance and so we were always working on that together. Now with, like, compared to vodka, like, um, obviously with vodka, you have to, like, how many times was it distilled? Um, ours is done twice. Twice. Okay. Yep. Now, now compared to, like, other distilleries that do it more than twice, why? Like, why? Why? I, I'm not really educated on that. So, part, but like- there, there's two train of thoughts here. It's down to the kind of still you use. So, if you use an ice still, you just run it once. There's no reason why you'd run it multiple times. It's as pure okay. as it can get when it comes out of it. So, again, there are you know when you're working with a distillery, you have a stack. How many stacks can often indicate how pure it's going to be? There are there's a distillery actually um, in Japan sells an incredibly expensive vodka. And I remember researching it to try and understand why. And their whole thing is that it's been distilled 50 times. Whoa. I don't know what you're getting after 50 times. <laughs> so what, what are you getting after five? That's yeah. like a lot of the times um, it's to the, per, like the people, like for us, the questions we're asking, you know, yeah, we're on here and asking these questions, but the normal person just thinks, "Oh, more is better." I feel like, and they're they're kind of they're yeah, kind of using so, that against them, right? Yeah, I, and they're true. Vodka is meant to be totally pure. So, uh, if you read the definition of vodka, it has no taste, no smell. You know, it's just alcohol, and it's whatever the base alcohol is. So, you've got your potato, corn, mm. sugar. There's a whole different way. You've now got, you know, a vodka cow that makes an amazingly creamy, great vodka from here in Ontario, and they use it off um, milk, the byproducts of milk. They'll make their vodka out of that. There's another one site, which is carrots. Like, there are lots of innovative ideas coming out of what you can distill. But on a on a business level, you also have to work out, well, the yield of distilling from potato is only about 8%. From corn, it's up to 23 So I get more <laughs> alcohol from my corn than I will my potato. Um, but it's down to also flavor. How, how, are you, how does your vodka taste? And when you've distilled, you add water after the distillation to bring it to the right alcohol quantity. So what kind of water are you using and where is that water coming from can become incredibly important to the final product of the vodka. But for me, vodka just, um, yeah, I I had to have something in my vodka that made me think about it. 
Otherwise, most people just buy a vodka and stick it in a metropolitan or a cosmopolitan or, right, a, right, you know, right. you know, there and is what does a it matter after, yeah. or mix it with Coke, right? I just didn't want our vodka mixed with Coke, although it does taste <laughs> very good with Coke. <laughs> that, that was There's no judgment from me on that. Just not something I would do. I'm a little. I've was, done it for two. I was very young when I did that trick. <laughs> <laughs> My next question was: how, how do you feel about these like flavored, um, like these different flavored gins uh, and vodkas that that are happening? It seems like that's the last few years. That's been kind of popular. How do you I guys think, feel about that? I think it's it's um, a cultural change in how we're drinking. Right. I think everyone wants to try new products. And um, I make a gin liqueur finished in maple. So mm. I'm pretty contemporary. You know, it's it's even whiskey color from the maple. It's not particularly sweet um, because we add a dark maple syrup that doesn't have a lot of sugar. Uh, you can taste the maple syrup in this. And this one is we call this Canada in a bottle. It tastes like Canada. Uh. <laughs> and you either have it at your fireplace, summer or winter, or off the end of your dock watching the sun go down over ice, and it's magical. So, Can again, I pour it on my pancakes. No, this one probably <laughs> not. <laughs> it's not syrupy, it's oh, okay, definitely okay. gin. Um, and yeah, this one, again, we, we, were, we were pretty adamant that we were making a spirit so they're all 43.5 percent so just under navy strength um we didn't shy away from that it's quite unusual to have such a high alcohol content in a liqueur um but with with restrictions when you start putting restrictions on what things should be you start to lose innovation in my opinion so if you want to have a gin that's very uh, cucumber forward, like Hendrix. Uh, it's a great gin. Like, you know, it's a great marketing, great bottle. It's very forward and very different. And then you've got others that come out and there's a pink, pinkish gin, which is based off raspberries. It's not my cup of tea, but I know people that absolutely love that. But he's, that company's doing something really different with their gins. And so I always feel like... Sometimes we can get a bit snobby and stop the innovation because not all of it's going to work, right? But it's yeah, yeah. so much it's, fun trying. It's, it's very trendy, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's it just seems like everyone, you know, some some are very good, some are you know questionable, but it just seems like that's that's uh, that's no, been some are absolutely last. shit. I, I yeah, think you were being yeah. very kind then. I was but, being very kind. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, but I mean, that's part of the learning process, right? And we live in a country where alcohol is so heavily regulated that you can't even try and take it to customer to even see if it's any good or if there's going to be the same so weird. feedback you have for it. Yeah, I wonder why we're so heavily regulated when it comes to this. It just it just seems like it's uh, you know we we have we have such great opportunities. Uh, like you mentioned, the water, you know, I'm pretty sure our water is different than every other country, right? So that makes a big difference. And, you know, uh, even even the ice. I feel like ice is a major part when it comes to drinking, right? A lot, normal people just put normal ice in there. 
Yeah, it, I, I think there's um, also, you know, um, I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I'm, I'm almost a little bit of an anarchist when it comes to this. I think it should all be teared down and we should have free trade across our whole country for pretty much everything yeah i know shocking it's like it's like oh what's that thing called the eu huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. i have to so every time i'm shipping i'm having to ship to different regulations within different states within different provinces we've taken that model from the states and implemented it here or they took it from us i'm not sure which way round. but it, it it's it doesn't um, build for free trade in any shape or form. It actually closes down everything. I hear a lot of fear um, when people, when I'm like, no, no, we should just open it up. Like, let's, let's, you know, if you believe in your product, let's open it up. Let's, you know, get it across Canada as a Canadian province and a, you know, Canadian experience for other Canadians. And then there's the other thinking, which is they're going to steal my space on, you know, on the shelf, as I think we should be under. I think you should be able to buy a license to sell alcohol and do it legally and tax the hell out of it. (laughs) Well, it's weird how that's not not included in the free market kind of thing. It's right. There's little stops and checks and balances and, and that kind of stuff. Like, have you had anything like that? Because obviously, you know, you are trying to move the brand into more provinces, right? Because um, you said yes, it was in Ontario yeah. only, right? So Yeah, so um, I work with the LCBO. Um, everyone hates the LCBO apart from me, it seems. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard things, you know... I just I've just heard uh, restrictive things and you know certain you can only do this and that and a lot of the time you end up yeah, paying a lot yeah. more to get it in there or but again I'm sure there's a I different... think for me I have had such good experience with the people within the LCBO I guess I look past the bureaucracy and I'm always the first to pick up a telephone and say, look, I don't know how this works. I don't work for the LCBO. You need to talk me through this because I'm an Ontario company. I'm an Ontario taxpayer. Yeah, it's um, public company. How do you want me to do this? Yeah. Right? So you actually answer to the Ministry of Finance and the Attorney General. No other retailer that I'm aware of apart from now the marijuana stores and gambling answers to the ministry of finance that's the best line ever <laughs> and the attorney the general it's ever. just like i'm like oh okay all right um you know and i guess my background is in retail and i i have had the pleasure of working with some really talented people within you know my previous life um and i've worked with the very best and the and the biggest so I, I I come at it at a really different angle. I kind of look at it as a corporation within a corporation within a corporation. So climb that ladder and, and you have to ask a lot of questions and kind of get through it, but it, it's exhausting um, because I feel like there is a role if uh, provincial governments want to have that role but then it shouldn't be a retail role it should be a distribution role they receive the alcohol for the province and then those people that have the correct licenses can purchase those products from the province 
you don't take it all the way to the end customer, to the selling point, because there's a big, um, there's a big scale of loss in that, which is you have to cover the retail space, the pensions, the employers, the employers. You, you it, Structurally, it's very big like that. So I've learned a lot. It was a baptism of fire. But I have to say, um, yeah, um, I actually worked with some incredible people. And without the LCBO and the staff, those are the people in the retail store and my managers opening the doors during the pandemic, I wouldn't have a business. And they went to work every day while everyone else was in their homes. So I always take my hat off to my team, my business partners who stacked the shelves. <laughs> it was a pandemic. They were stacking shelves. Pretty amazing, right? When you think of it like that. Pretty brave. Yeah. It, pretty uh, for brave. That we did, yeah, for something that we didn't know at the time, right? That yeah, was, we didn't have any idea. Pretty ballsy, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they and they've got families too, right? So they're and they're not doctors and nurses, and they they're just selling alcohol, right. um, and they work for the state and the state. Uh, sorry, the province. They work for the province, and the province said you've got to stay open. So they stayed open and they went to work. And I, I every email, I'm like, thank you for your support and for keeping your doors open. That's how I ended it. Every email to every one of my managers that I was reaching out and asking if they would try my product. It was just huge thanks. So yeah, I kind of, I, I, I guess in all my years, I always believed the receptionist, the frontline person is the most important. <laughs> if they hate you, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> 100%, 100%. I got one more question here. So <laughs> Uh, myself and B are gonna. We usually throw end of uh, end of summer big, big barbecue bash with Laneway. How what craft drink? I know you said just to keep it on the ice, but uh, what craft drink could we put together that might wow everyone over and give us some good brownie points? Okay, so I really love egg yolk in my cocktails. Oh. They kind of that? scare people a lot. Yeah, right? that scared me. Egg yolk. Yeah, that scared me. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that scared me. You, you look yeah, pretty scared. I want to see it. Yeah. So, was... um, one, the one cocktail I, I really love for summer, um, I love it because it's really well balanced. Um, it's called a gin fuzz, and it's two ounces of gin. Um, I normally do half a lemon because I don't want it too lemony because I like the flavor of my gin. An ounce of raw egg white, ice, and half an ounce of simple syrup. And you shake it up and you shake it really hard. The ice is banging against, knocking against and whipping up that egg white. And as you pour it out, um, you'll see that the egg white will sit on the top of the drink and then you add a little club soda at the end and you can actually get the egg white to rise above the rim of the drink. And so if you have some very thin garnishes, the egg white can actually get foamy enough to hold those garnishes in place. And so for a really simple cocktail, you've got something that you can do really quite easily and look pretty spectacular when you're giving it to someone you've made it for. And after all, cocktails is all about giving someone your time. 
And right, right. You know, how long it, is that? How long is that process of putting it together? Putting it together for, for, oh. for somebody that's new. That one would be two and a half minutes, three minutes, if that. Nick, you don't want Nick. Okay, you're not cooking bad, right? the egg and. You're not making scrambled oh, eggs. Oh, no. It, it, but, I mean, <laughs> what you do, right, is you have know, your lemon. You you have everything out in front of you because people want to see you make it too, right, because they want to learn from you. And so there's the showmanship of this. I mean, if you're making cocktails, you're doing it to be a showman. You're doing it yeah. to show them that you can do it. You're doing it because you're giving them time. Time is probably the most precious commodity we all have. So to give someone that time just to make a cocktail, that's the time you say hello and have a small chat and then they move on. If you've got a big crowd, they're going. you're going to have people come up to you who normally never speak to you and they're just going to be like, could you make me one of those, please? And you're like, yeah, how's it going? And you're chatting away and even if you're – you don't have, you don't know that person very well. They're like, oh, what are you putting in it? And it's a whole conversation. It's, it's, that one's my winner at the moment. And that's because I taught my niece how to make it <laughs> two nights ago. And then she took it to the next level. <laughs> what'd she, what'd she do? She just added a lot more lemon. And then she was like, all right, Auntie Jess, let's go on to the gimlet. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So we did a cucumber and dill gimlet as well. And again, nice. the she's not a big drinker, but it was the act of making a cocktail because cocktails aren't big, right? So if you're even so, some people say to me, oh, "I don't drink spirits; it's too strong. There's too much alcohol in them." And I'm like, "But if you have a cocktail, there isn't. And cocktails traditionally, unless it's a long cocktail, they're not very big. They're not designed to be big. They're not designed to have tons of ice melting in them." So it's kind of like, yeah, I always say the cocktail is like the barman's kiss to you. He's giving you, you his go. time to make something. Same, make something, there you go. Yeah, B, do, you, do, you have, do you have a question? No, I'm just, I'm just blown away about the uh, egg yolk and I'm going to make it. Yeah, yeah this, and you can this is, this is fantastic. You can buy the egg yolk, you know, like in the supermarket. You don't even have to get technical of separating the, you know, um, sorry, oh, okay. the egg white. It's egg white, not egg yolk. You don't have to get um, to separate the egg yolk from the white. You can just buy a packet of white. And it's that foamy meringue that you want. It makes it creamy. Mm. And, um, yeah, it just it, it can take any cocktail to the next level. You can even do it with a simple gin and tonic, right? So you put the gin in with the ice and the egg white, foam it up, Pour it into the cocked into your glass um, over ice, and then you add the tonic water, and it, you'll get the foam rising up on it. Perfect. Yeah. If you go, I, I love it. if you go to our website, Regan is phenomenal at photographing and making all our cocktails, um, and then we even have like little cocktail. <laughs> measures like at the bottom that show you how hard it is so if it's three that's going to take you 15 minutes you know um some of them can take 45 minutes because we we've made a special like simple syrup so yeah don't get don't get too down the rabbit hole remember people also just like to drink yeah yeah exactly <laughs> just give me a quick shot <laughs> B, you don't need to get free roam free run eggs or anything like that. just get the egg whites and you're good to go yeah, I mean, there are a whole other 
you could be talking to someone else who's going to be like, no, they need to be free range, come from brown That's hens, thing, yeah. got to live yeah. happy lives. And I'm like, no, this is going into a gin cocktail. And it's all about the experience of the cocktail, right? I mean, that's why you have a bar that you can't see into because there's a whole load of mess behind it. And then you put your drink on the bar. And that's what you're looking at is a, you know, it's a, it's a moment. It's an entrance. It's magic. It's drama. I only eat eggs from the East coast, not from the West coast. Nothing like that. Egg whites. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't cook them. It won't work if you cook Uh, them. Might not be bad. Maybe take a bite and then go for the gin after. Nice dip it in there. You're good to go. Just like Uh, the pancakes, right? Yeah. 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 Jessica, again, uh, thank you uh, for being on the podcast. Can you please uh, just plug where everyone could maybe follow you or just follow the company and uh, all that good jazz? Absolutely. Um, Well, we have a website, lanewaydistillers.com. We also are on Meta through Instagram. And Facebook again, Laneway Distillers, and uh, you can reach me through um, the website. I am the person that answers the emails. If anyone has any questions or would like us to even do a cocktail, we're always looking for challenges and shout outs and stuff. Um, it's a lot of fun interacting with our fans, and it's nice because it's been very. I feel like I wish I was sitting in a bar having this conversation with you instead of on a flat screen. That's what our lives have become like these flat screens. But at the same time, this amazing technology allows people all over, you know, Ontario and in BC, I have family in BC, so I'm shipping some stuff over there. Um, (laughs) And then they post the pictures and the cocktails and it's kind of, it's just nice. You get the positive feedback from your clients who uh, become fans and, and friends. Some people have like, come use my pool. We'll do a photo shoot. And I'm like, great, let's go do it. And you meet these amazing. You guys' website is amazing. Oh, thank it's you. It's actually real. Like I'm looking at the uh, number 11 gin melon fizz right now. Oh man. Yeah. This looks great. <laughs> and you can do it by season. You can do it by spirit. Um, on the photo that we have. Yeah, we sold Canada's first gin and vodka NFT. Whoa, that's amazing! So, yeah, are, are you are you guys going to the metaverse? Is that is that's next or? Yeah, we we're definitely thinking about it. Um, I think as any company, you have to be open to every and all different platforms. At the moment, we're going through a tech winter, um, and I think we'll be in that tech winter for probably nine to twelve months. Um, but it's not the first one, <laughs> won't be the last, you know, it, it helps if, you know, you've got pet, you know, family, friends who happen to be nerdy enough to be working in that world quite deeply in it to understand that this is not the first time this has happened and that, you know, those stock prices, if you look at any of them, Spotify crash too, like yeah. it's, it's highly volatile, um, you know, Amazon went down considerably as well. You know, the, it's everyone's just finding a new adjustment level. Um, I think there are a lot of people who are trash talking. Um, cryptocurrency, NFTs, it's a, it's a really new world out there. And when 
new things come along, it's so much easier to rip it down than try and understand where it could possibly take you. Mm. And I don't know where it's going to take us, but I do know we already own part of it. Yeah. Well said. So, you know, that's, yeah. Uh, and we, my son, I'm not going to lie, was laughing as me and Regan were in VR headsets touring a world, working out how we can make that part of us as well. Um, but yeah, that takes money. That takes a whole other level <laughs> to build a world there at the moment. That's the wild, wild west. But you know, wild, wild west is golden those mountains. There we go. Uh, again, thank you, Jessica. That was a great episode. Uh, great interview. Uh, thank you for all the knowledge. It was fantastic. And thank you for the bottles, by the way. So. Yeah, enjoy them. And um, yeah, if there's anything else or you need any other um, sound bites, recordings, or I messed up somehow, please let me know. No, um, you guys yeah, are super absolutely. easy to talk to. I was thinking we were going to be talking over some hard subjects, but you just kept to my favorite, which is alcohol yeah. so i was good <laughs> well you know I, I think at the same time i think uh, you know just having those questions a lot because we get asked a lot of you know those those things like just distilling and just those simple things so people can understand and you just made it easier like why would you want to do that Doesn't i mean make sense you know and, you can distill on your kitchen counter you yeah, can get yeah, an yeah. ad distiller and yeah. just go for it i mean I I know a whole load of um, amazing entrepreneurs who've like started, you know, well, Joe Malone dis distilled perfume on her kitchen counter and now she's a multi-billion dollar perfume business. And that, that happened in under 20 years, actually 24 years. But yeah, like that's pretty cool. Like distilling is pretty, or it's, it's basically man's need for science and alcohol and where they met. I, I, that's that's a good combination science and alcohol that's yeah because it took beer to the next level yeah Very so true. yeah and and what were you going to do with your off wine that your church had sat on for three years and hadn't given out to congregation <laughs> you distill it right that's right so yeah. it was this way of you know and distilling is ancient i think the oldest still is from the middle east and i think Seriously, it's like 4,000 years old. It's insane. It was used for medicines, right? So, you know, there's a lot of information out there. I, I, I go on these deep dives. So if anyone has any questions, I will do my best. Always. But that's the cool thing. It's a wealth of knowledge and, and it's easy to – some of the questions, I think some people don't ask questions too much because they think like they might sound dumb, right? Like, oh, what's this? Or how do you do this? Or – you know, and, and I understand how people can definitely be like that, but that's why, you know, bringing people like yourself on, uh, you explain it in such a nice, easy way, right? It's not, it's not too crazy, but, you know, if you wanted to get into it like that, you could, but you know how to articulate that and you're passionate about it. And I think our listeners are going to uh, definitely, definitely love uh, what they heard here today. So. Thank you so much for your time, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure to meet you. If you guys are in my neck of the woods, please look us up. Yeah. And come and get your seven, 750 Yeah, we're always in Ontario. So. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. This is probably the longest outro uh, uh, of all time here on Thirst World Problems. So. 
But it was it was it's good love information. It. I love it. I love it. Love it. Uh, and we'll end it as that. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thirst World Problems Podcast. For more exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at Thirst World Pod. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share.